shock your enemies from halfway across the room. Operate elevators at three times the speed. Float over hazardous pits. What is this marvel of modern technology? Find out tonight on the Commune Podcast. Hello and welcome. We are back for another Commune Podcast on Azure Striker Gunvolt. Before diving into the game, I would like to introduce the people we have with us today. Marcus, how have you been doing? I've been pretty good, just uh, focusing on more writing and stuff, keeping up with the game industry, just stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I see you've been busy on geekingout.com with uh, two threes. Yeah, I've been uh, lately. I've been doing some reviews for them. My my recent ones were Azure Striker Gun Vault, Velocity 2x, and I'm working on a couple of things for them right now as well. Nice, glad to hear. Thank you. Elevar, how have you been doing? Been doing okay. Uh, a bit busy, actually, these past few days. Hmm. Uh, yeah, um, fall's a busy time. It certainly is, especially with school and stuff like that. But hey, there's still enough time to play, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's better than finals week. Oh, God, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Runner, how have you been doing? I've been pretty good, thank you very much. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Gunvolt as... <laughs> Uh, a lot of my friends can probably tell. <laughs> I've been working on some. I've been working on, on some of my musical projects and uh, planning on working with uh, my with my commentary group uh, soon enough. Nice. What kind of hmm. uh, music projects do you work on? Is there like a program or? Um, I've been uh, well. I do uh, some art on DeviantArt and I compose some music um, from time to time. But I'm also working on a novel that I've been working on for nine years now. Oh, nice! Wow. Jeez. That is dedication. Still not done! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, writing ideas. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Adrian, how have you been doing? College. <laughs> that, that's more what have you been doing. Uh, <laughs> or is college an adverb now? Well, if it involves college, it probably isn't a good thing. Oh, oh take that education. <laughs> Yeah, uh, busy. That's how I've been doing. All right. Well, yeah, keeping you off the streets at least. <laughs> so, whatever works. <laughs> aside from Azure Striker Gun Vault, Alavar, what have you been playing lately? Well, um, other than playing on mobile, online games, uh, a huge. A very long list that probably would take the whole entire podcast if I had to name it all. Uh, so, <laughs> what's your favorite? Uh, it's an online game called Elsword, but um, I'm not going to go into any detail about it. I've heard it. about that. I've heard oh, about yeah. that. Is it any good? Do you recommend? Um, oh, that's really hard to say. It's more like you have to try it yourself before you even make an opinion about it. Unfortunately, would you? Is that to say all like right. it's niche? Excuse me. Is it niche or, like, an acquired taste? I would probably say so, but, again, it's something that you have to try before, you know, giving an opinion about it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Runner, what have you been playing lately? As of late, I've been playing a lot of uh, Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma, which is a fighting game on the PS3. I've been playing a lot with my friends, to the mm. point that one of my friends, who's a, who's a Microsoft fanboy and hates PlayStation, <laughs> just because he plays PlayStation, went ahead 
bought a PlayStation 3, two controllers, and all of the Blaze Blue series. Oh. Wow. That is a vote okay. of confidence. <laughs> so, uh. Like, holy shit, I did not expect that, but yeah, I've been playing that game a lot, and I recently got Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton, and. Oh. I'm case two, and it's pretty good so far. So far. Oh. <laughs> I love casting magic, that has to be my favorite objection theme. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious about Blaze Blue. Uh, I always have trouble following that game. Is the <laughs> game you mentioned like an actual sequel, or is it one of those um, ultra turbo kind of games? No, 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 no. Blaze Blue has three main games: Calamity Trigger, uh, Continuum Shift, and Chrono Phantasma. But Continuum Shift has like three or four versions of it. What? <laughs> yeah, he has versions. <laughs> he has Continuum Shift One, Continuum Shift Two. And Continuum Shift Extend. That's... Oh, my God. And mm. I have all versions. So, oh, my God. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. Is there much of a difference between all three versions? Uh, I would say uh, there are a few extra modes in Extend, plus uh, more characters and more story elements. Like, more characters means more story chapters. And this, and this is a fighting game that has an actual like, story on, like, Street Fighter, which is just arcade mode. Would you compare mm. it to, uh, like, Mortal Kombat level story? Even higher. I would say mm. anime levels of storytelling. Okay. Animes. Oh. Only hmm. in a visual novel kind of style. So if you don't like reading or visual novels, then maybe this game isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. All right. Adrian, what have you been playing? I was playing Kirby Mass Attack. Hmm. Metroid Fusion, and uh, I answered this question just <laughs> earlier today, and I already forgot what I said. So let me ask you, do you have a favorite boss in Metroid Fusion? I think the B.O.X. is so far my favorite. That's the giant spider security bot. Yeah, that one. He's definitely one of the more memorable ones. Uh, the S.A.X. infusion still scares the shit out of me. <laughs> When it turns to the camera and there are no pupils in its eyes. Also, the fact that when I first met it, like, when I was actually playing in one of the following sequences, I didn't expect it to be there. So you start shooting, la, 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 all of a sudden, crazy, insane music. Wait, what's that? <laughs> oh, shit! Here it comes! My anus is gonna start bleeding soon. Run away! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is this a bad time to mention? I've never played Metroid Fusion. And it's always a bad You're time. You're out of your family. <laughs> 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 kidding, kidding. That was definitely ones I missed. Um, well, Marcus, I know you have a Wii U because you're such a huge Nintendo fan, so uh, you actually, can download Metroid Fusion. I, I don't have a Wii U yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, I, I do. Uh, all right, so it is on the Wii U. I plan on hopefully maybe getting one uh, in December. So for Smash? Oh, just for a lot of things: Smash, Mario Kart 8, uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2. Seems like you would dig Hyrule Warriors. I have to play it to find out, because a lot of those, like, you know, Dynasty Warrior-esque games, they're a hit or miss for me. Like, I like Gundam, uh-huh. but I won't like Dynasty Warriors itself. So okay. maybe I might like Hyrule Warriors. I may not. I'll have to see. All right. I've never played an Dynasty Warriors game before, so I just pre-ordered it because of the soundtrack. Oh, so then you should like it. Yep. So, Marcus, while we're on you, what have you been playing lately? Ah, uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I just beat Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, Wait, pl- bad ending or good ending? In Fire Emblem Awakening, uh, the good ending. I let Robin do the final hit. 
Okay. Who yeah. did you marry? Uh, Dick Grayson? <laughs> no, not <laughs> that Robin, no. Hey. Um, as for who I married, Robin or Chrome? Hmm, so you were playing a female Robin? No, I was asking, you wanted me to tell... Oh, no, 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 I meant Robin, like, your oh, character. It was Olivia. Olivia? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but other than that, I've been playing, I finished that game, uh, Velocity 2X. Uh, been replaying the old Devil May Cry, the very first one. Oh, God. Yeah, that's not that bad. It's still good. It's, I no, I, I don't mean to uh, disparage its quality, I just mean... It has aged. I've spent, like, maybe a decade playing that game now. Uh-huh. And I'm three quarters of the way through it. It is a hard game. You haven't beaten it yet? No. Oh. Because, I mean, I've beaten it plenty of times, but all right. <laughs> I just want I just want to replay it and stuff like that. So I mean, other than Devil May Cry Velocity 2X, um, I'm probably gonna butcher this name because it's weird. Theorhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Fall. Uh, I don't think there oh, is yeah, a the... way to pronounce that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought I was gonna butcher Theorhythm. I just think that's how I should say it. Yeah, I've been playing that. I like it. It's really fun. It makes me want to now play all the Final Fantasy games since it has. All I the think Final Fantasy games. I'm not even kidding. All like even like Final Fantasy Chronicles maybe. What about thirteen? <laughs> that I might just push through that one. Maybe. Really? Because I mean it's cheap now, so I mean if I buy it, whatever. But the game is very like it's pretty much all I think all of the music from every Final Fantasy game because it's like one through ten, then it has ten two, then it has Type Zero. It even has Mystic Quest, which I haven't Whoa. heard anybody talk about since. Everybody like, loves the music from Mystic Quest. I've Don't never heard of Mystic Quest. Re- it's the, <laughs> I think it's the American Final Fantasy, because that's how it's well, labeled. It's um, It came out in... What was its Japanese name? Let's hit Wikipedia. I think Japanese name was Mystic or Final Fantasy America or something. Welcome <laughs> to Azure Striker, where we're talking about Final <laughs> Fantasy and Blaze Blue. <laughs> Released it as Mystic Quest Legend in PAL regions and as Final Fantasy USA ah, in go. Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. That's what I've been playing pretty much. Just a lot of different stuff. Alright. In Azure Striker Gun Vault, the flash field has all kinds of effects. If you tag something with your gun, you can shock it with a flash field. If you're jumping, you can float using a flash field. And you can block certain attacks with a flash field, too. This time, we're going to cover the diversity of uses for the flash field. For this time on Azure Striker Gunvolt, I wanted to focus on the flash field. It's sort of a generic, make interesting things happen switch. It affects a lot of different stuff in the gameplay, so I think it would be good to get a good overview of how it affects the entire game. So, hmm. just yeah. to start, Runner, has the flash field helped you with platforming? I haven't really used it so much for platforming, except for like a, a few specific sections. Like, I know there's this one jump in the level where you're following Jewel after she gets uh, kidnapped. Spoiler, she gets kidnapped! 
when she gets kidnapped, I, I remember there was this one job that kept fucking me over like five times, and I realized, wait, the flash will make me slower, so how about I use it? So I tend not to use it except for um, when I'm trying to get the good ending or when I'm doing specific jumps to try and be faster with my times for S ranks. Okay. So you'll, like, skip segments of the level with it? On occasion, yeah. All right. There's actually one, um, the zip lines you trigger in the Zonda level. I like to skip over those parts with the dash jump and then float. Mm. Those yeah, ones. I, did, this. I yeah. did the same thing. Nice. I never thought about that. <laughs> have I. Darn. <laughs> Show offs. So, Adrian, has the flash field helped you with platforming at all? Well, it's not really that much platforming in Gunvolt to begin with. But uh, even in the levels with more open gaps, like Zonda's level, where you have those up and down platforms, kind of like in Storm Eagle stage in Mega Man X, wasn't, mm. I didn't really need the, the flash field ever. And the only time I've really used the flash field for platforming is really when it's more actually required, like the gap that Runner just mentioned, because you can't even actually see it. So you have to sort of make a leap of faith and then hover onto the platform and then make another and get across safely. Okay. Hmm. Have you ever noticed its impact on combat, like the way it slows your jump? Uh, yeah, because um, take the fight with Elise, for example, where you can use it to sort of hover right between them both when they're switching poles, and that's much easier than trying to straight jump right between them. Oh, I did straight really? jump between them, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I usually I just hover to the side that they that they're leaving so that I can stay safely there. I never thought about jumping in between. Oh, oh. I between them. Oh, chicka bow wow. Man, I never. Even... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I never even thought of just hovering over one that's about to leave. That's a lot simpler than what I was doing. I was doing what Adrian described. Hmm. All right. I didn't even think about that. I will have to write that down. <laughs> so Marcus, I you learned a lot from this. <laughs> Marcus, has the flash shield helped you with platforming at all? Uh, you know, every once in a while, yeah, I would use it for like you know those jumps where you you know you can't tell where the platform is coming, especially with Zonda where it's like upside down. I would always get confused, and I remember one time I tried to jump thinking, oh, I'm going to be on top of it, and I was actually <laughs> under it. I was like, all right, so let me try this again. So I would use the flash field mostly for that part. Um, other than that, I uh, I just kind of went back to my Mega Man Zero days where I would do, like, that dash jump and just kind of, like, leap over things. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So I would use the uh, left bumper because uh, I know it was trying to say you could use, like, the, the, the D-pad, and I didn't like how you dash with the D-pad. It felt too small, and it was just hard. So with the L-bumper, you can just keep tapping that as much as you want, and you can just run through things. So I would just, you know, do, like, an infinite dash and then, like, jump over things. But, yeah, yeah. Not, nothing for platforming, really. I used the Flash Field more for combat than anything else. It is notable that you can... Um, in Zonda's level, I played the same way by slowing my descent when everything was upside down because, funny as it is, it just flipping the screen upside down makes the action a lot harder to follow. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it does. There there was this one platform, I remember, where I was trying to jump on it, um, and it went zero style, like dash jumping, and I would always either overshoot it or be too short of the jump, 
simply because I was expecting my arc to go in a specific way, but instead I kept flying up into the air and dying in space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's when the flash field came in handy for me a lot. Okay. Alavard, did the flash field help you in platforming? Um, yes and no. Yes, and it's just only one specific reason, and everyone has mentioned it. It was that one jump uh, when you go and save um, Joel. That's just it. That was the only time I used a flash field. No, because every time uh, when I'm trying to rush a level or something, and I actually have to use it, and it descends my jump, and it's just... <sighs> it's so slow. I could have dropped down faster, but no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the only downside of uh, the flash field. Yeah, it's an interesting balance you have to keep in mind. Uh, mm-hmm. What you want your velocity to be and <laughs> how much attack you want to do. Yeah, It can make it harder to uh, weave between boss attack patterns when you're trying to hurt the boss, but also you're really slow. Mm-hmm. Alright, so Runner, a lot of devices in the game are operated with it, like light switches and... Elevators, stuff like that. What was one particular device that you enjoyed with the uh, flash field? I would have to say that uh, Elise's lights were probably a very interesting concept for me. Because, for example, whether you have to find the jewel is by using a specific combination of lights. But then also you need to use the specific lights to go through the specific door, so you need to be careful about that. And I, I find this kind of mentality interesting. And then towards the end, where you start mixing colors together, I found that uh, to be very creative and... I'm trying to do right now, like, the secret special four stages, and they seem to be bringing that even more into this one. Like, you need to, com- to combine red with green, but not with blue, but blue with green, and you need to be careful <laughs> about that. And I find that, like, really effing cool. Pretty nice. It is neat that whenever you tag something, you flash field it no matter where you are. So that makes that light switch action very meticulous. You need to be, uh... Or I guess I should say precise... Well, not necessarily, because actually, I noticed that there's a, a certain distance that you can take the tag item out of the screen before it cancels the tag. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can't have that thing tagged for uh, a meter. You, need to have it, you can only have it tagged for, like, the edge of the screen, and then it gets untagged. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's also, um, if you accidentally tag something, then you have to find some way to shake that tag. Also true. All right. Adrian, what was one device that you enjoyed? Uh, the anti-gravity in Carrera's level. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was effing awesome. <laughs> that, and particularly once they started throwing uh, bottomless pits where you need to anti-gravity across, and then they start throwing enemies in the mix. So having to weave up and down to shoot the en- to tag the enemy and then electrify while continuing your merry way across the gap was pretty cool. That's pretty fun. It's... Having to balance those two things requires concentration, and then on top of that, you also have to make sure your EP meter does not run out. Yeah, yeah that's a big problem when you're in special stage too, because that part is kind of long and kind of precise, so you're going to end up running out of EP and having to run back before you fall on the spikes. Ugh. Mm. Hmm. That sounds daunting. Ugh. <laughs> I Probably... Don't <laughs> I never, uh, I didn't beat any of the special stages. They are kind of hard. So far, I've only beaten special stage one, and I almost beat special stage two, and I ran out of battery. Oh, oh dang. I was yeah. like, there it is, they go, they go, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that hurts my own soul. 
<laughs> well, Marcus, what is a device that you enjoyed? What's the what's the uh, fire guy's name? Viper. Viper. There we go. Well, they don't need the Japanese version. Oh, okay. It may sound silly, but the boxes were actually kind of interesting to use because I know one of the jewels you had to get was actually under a box, and if you kind of shot the box, if you shot, like, the first box and did, like, a chain reaction, you would miss the jewel. So I had to restart it a couple of times and kind of figure out which box to shoot first in order to get under to the jewel. Eventually okay. I figured it out. Question, did you do the glitch method, or did you do the actual puzzle? I actually did the actual puzzle, because I saw the glitch method. I tried to do it. I kept messing up, so I said, forget it. I'm going <laughs> to just do it the old way. So I did I, it once. I only uh, managed to do it once, and the other time, my my 3ds crashed. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I did it once, and I got the jewel, and then I was showing the game to my friend, and she was like, "How the fuck do I do this?" And I go, "Okay, here's a glitch for you to do it. You shoot here, and then crash." And she says, "Maybe this is a sign that you should stop playing this game." <laughs> I'm gonna say it looks like you have bad luck with your uh, your 3ds just turning off on you. No, no, no. It's usually nice. It's just that sometimes she likes to make my heart cry. Mm. I found out you were trying to cheat. It was like, how dare you? does not approve of your skills. So uh, what is this mythical glitch method? Okay, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, Marcus, do you want to explain it or, or should I? Hmm. All right, it's, you have, there's, a, there's a specific location where you have to stand under like, a box. So you have to like kind of destroy other boxes to get to this one spot. Once you get there, you have to like destroy the box on top of you and then another box would fall on top of Gunvolt and somehow it would like push him towards the jewel which was like across like the room or like across the area but it never so works for me so pretty much what you have to do is that you need to destroy the first two boxes and you'll get on top of a explosion box which has a blue box on top of it you need to destroy that blue box on top of you while wall jumping and after you destroy it immediately jump on top of the explosion box the undestructible crate will push you down, which will make you slide down two boxes and then slide to the red to the right three boxes, and you get to the jewel. How did you memorize that? Because I had to practice it thirty effing tries. This doesn't, <laughs> like a, this doesn't sound like a glitch. This sounds like a skill that you need. You still not actually getting a jewel. <laughs> Level yeah, ninety nine. I didn't even try that. I just. After five tries, I stopped and just got the regular gun that you get, uh, the the default gun. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just just took my time shooting each box slowly but surely and just looking at the screen and saying, okay, which one's next? And eventually I got it. Hooray! I know, I was happy. I was not happy with the bad ending, so I made sure the final shoot. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to the bad ending soon enough. We'll get to the ending soon enough. It is wow. neat that that uh, box puzzle is very slow. You need to be very precise with your use of the uh, flash field, kind of like the light switch puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Alivar, what is a device uh, that you enjoyed using? Oh, um, before I actually get to that device, I just want to mention about the things that they that the others have mentioned. I'm sure. sorry, but um, the the light thing at um was it Elise at least this yeah, week? Yes. Uh, that was really ridiculous, and there was this one part where you had to figure out which 
uh, which light you had to turn off or turn on, and immediately my mind went, Professor Layton, where are you? Because this is a puzzle that needs to be solved. <laughs> <laughs> Only a gentleman of such skill can treat this puzzle. <laughs> yeah. mm. What if you put and a top hat on Gunvolt? Yeah, that'd be cute. I'd like a top hat. DLC! <laughs> DLC! DLC! Top hat on Gunvolt. That'd be cool. Okay, now I'm going to have to draw that. Thank you for the idea. Oh, okay. You're welcome. <laughs> um, the floating thing. Oh, that was really irritating. Uh, I think there was one part where uh, if you float a bit too high, you get hit by spikes or something. I can't remember. But I remember doing that, and I got really mad. Um, and then the boxes thing. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, uh, using the flash field, I just, like, tried and run through. I thought, oh, this is going to take forever. But um, probably the one in particular that I enjoyed, and... I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but in the first sum- I don't know how to pronounce the name, Sumeragi or something? Sumeragi. Sumeragi, thank you. But uh, when you tag the elevator, when they tell you, um, tag the button on the elevator and you can go, I don't know if no one noticed this, but as- after you tag it and, you know, you're free to move around, you can actually use your flash field and go even faster. Yeah, I, thought, I love oh doing that. Oh my god. Is actually required to do the X, the S rank plus. You need to tag it three times and then max three at, at full speed. Yeah, because oh you need to gosh. tag it, you need to tag it to level three because it shows because it shoots even more electricity at it, so you can shoot up even faster. Yeah, I've been trying to do that just for the S plus, and I got so angry because I got an A, and I'm like, that deserves an S. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so far, I got an S, and what I did was pretty much. Um, kill everything and go as fast as I could without skipping anything, without getting hit, and without using the special skills. I only got an S, not an S+, plus. you fucking wow. assholes. <laughs> I was two points doesn't. away! Two points oh, away! seriously? <laughs> it's like, not good enough. <laughs> so I will not give you a top hat, you prick. <laughs> he needs That's a top so hat, though. I just get bees. <laughs> you got this though. You can get an A or higher. You can do this. So, Adrian, did you ever have trouble balancing your charge and making sure you didn't run out? I didn't really have a problem running out of charge from the fat flash field. If anything, it was sometimes more of an issue just seeing because of the edges of the flash field, especially with the the lightning shocks, uh, can sometimes make it hard to see things. Yeah, there's that in the combo counter. I just, uh, it is not yeah. very well, uh, it, it, it was not until my yeah, second you, playthrough that I could see what was going on on the screen. I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys on that. I actually thought that the layout was pretty good, and the hectic nature of it, I think, just helps build up the, the intensity of it visually. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying that, um, you couldn't always see them. Like,. The flash field itself can obstruct the, the enemy sprites. I didn't find that much of a problem personally, but again, that could be just me. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a brand of intensity that some people will go for, some people won't. I find <laughs> myself in the latter camp. Uh, Marcus, did you ever have trouble balancing your EP meter? No, I didn't. Mostly because I used the recharge uh, method a lot. Ah, so I guess what I should say then is, did you have trouble finding the proper gaps to recharge? Mm, nah, I kind of did like, you know, the first person shooter thing where like, you know, 
as soon as I finished killing an enemy, I just recharge just to make sure. Uh-huh. And then, you know, if I needed, like, if I had to navigate using the flash field, especially, like, you know, when you fall down, you have the flash field around the spikes, I would then, like, once I touch down, recharge and then move on because I like to use the, um, the provision or pervasion. Yeah. That, that method where, you know, like, if you have enough EP, you can get hit without taking damage. I like to use that as well. So I always made sure I had enough EP to enable that I had that. It's interesting you I brought up the comparison to first-person shooters where, like, uh, you know, you make sure you reload as soon as you're done killing someone because uh, the pervasion itself made me think of cover shooters and how if you take hits in just the right way, you can reach safety and then wait out your EP meter refilling. Hmm, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's like a mobile cover system. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it, it definitely came in handy, especially for the bosses, because, you know, yeah. as long as you had enough EP and wasn't wasting it and just doing it haphazardly, you could take hits and just not take any damage, and then you could just keep on the assaults. So I made sure to keep that EP gauge always at least... If I started getting around like 50 to 40%, I would make sure to find time to actually, you know, recharge it. All right. Elevar, did you have any trouble keeping your EP meter charged? No, actually. But um, there was this piece of equipment that I thought, that I stupidly thought, oh, hey, this has some pretty good, uh, a pretty good benefit, but something about the flash field not, uh, not, uh, being used up even faster? Sure, why don't we try it? Oh, and like two seconds into the game, oh my god, what was I thinking? So, yeah. Uh, do you know what that item does? I I've never seen that. Um, I, I think it, um, I think it doubles the, the damage from the flash field, but it, uh, but the... Ch- it is throw away like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw away all your ambitions, Dusky. Pretty much. Yeah, but it was horrible, and I thought, I'm never going to use this ever again. Hmm. Despite the fact that you hit harder with your flash field, but no. That seems like it might be kind of cool, actually. Well, I did att- I did attempt to use it for um, for Sumeragi, just for the hell of it, but never again. I'd probably use it in another uh, place, but... Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, Runner, did you ever have trouble balancing your EP meter? I had no problems until I got to the final bosses. <laughs> um, not counting the sick, the true ending final boss, Nova made me overheat more times than I can count. <laughs> Especially hmm. his last form, because that I thought, okay, maybe I can still damage if I just shoot the, the wind gun. So I just kept holding the R button as I was trying to avoid the wind. But no, apparently that that only thing that it does is um, it wastes your AP... And it kind of refused your skill meter, but that's about it. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to have to agree with, I don't remember who said if it's Adrian or Marcus, that um, having the privation thing is pretty useful when you're just dashing forward. I did that for the Nova level. I just had 100% and I just dashed across all the ninjas because those are my least favorite enemy. Yeah. And then mm. I learned about the true ending. <sighs> <laughs> and then you learned... Uh, I learned that I had to use that necklace that doesn't allow privation. Yeah. Dang. Still. In general, I think this game does a good job with accessibility and getting you into the gameplay, and uh, privation is a big part of that. It's like Mm, training wheels. Yeah, and then you can either take it off if you want another 
a quote unquote better item or if you just want to get a true ending or hard mode if you use the broken necklace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm about to give that a shot then. A tag, if you will. <laughs> oh! <laughs> clever, totally clever. Thank you, thank you. He'll be here all night. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, let's discuss the world of Gunvolt. Who are its characters, and how do they fill out the plot? So up next, we got story and characters. Oh, good. My favorite segment. <laughs> Marcus, uh, what was your favorite character design? I did like Asimov with his um when he got angry, I as I put it, and he uh. He kind of looked like he turned into like a Super Saiyan in a way, and he had all the lightning around him. I did like that too. You know, he gave me quite a hard time. So yeah, all of the uh, character models I liked, even the enemies. Everything just looked good about this game. All right, Elevar, uh, what character design was your favorite? Uh, it's really difficult to choose, but uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I I'll just say this in advance. I'm the most mature little girl you'll find, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think the most amusing one. I- I'm sorry, it's probably my favorite and most amusing is um Zonda's. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his giant ass dick. <laughs> it's funny too, but I was so disappointed because spoiler alert, you don't even fight him, and I was so angry because I thought, oh my gosh, as soon as we made up with him in um Sinner's Row, I thought oh, I am going to fight this guy. I wonder how he's gonna fight, and there's like. Some concert of him like thrusting forward, and I thought, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, but not only that, but he had like a female version. I'm like, that would be so awesome. She looks so awesome too, and I thought, man, this is gonna be the best boss ever, and I just got so sad. <laughs> but yeah, it has to be Zonda. But well, apparently Zonda is actually fightable in Mighty Gunvolt. Don't quote me on it. I haven't even beaten Viper in that game. But apparently you can fight Sonda in both his giant-ass dick form and his uh, and his female form. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm sorry, but that dick is just way too distracting. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I think Sonda, I think giant dick. He's an adapter. He doesn't. <laughs> He's added a bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, oh my gosh. I have, I'll have to see that. I'll have to see that, though. All right. So, Runner, uh, which character design was your favorite? Okay, obviously I love Gunvolt's design. I personally enjoy him without the, um, without, like, I prefer him in this American design where his belly is covered personally, that's just me. Um, but from the boss standpoint, I would have to say that I love Elise's design. Her design, I think, is pretty effing awesome, but in general, all designs are pretty good. There is not one design that I dislike. Like, all designs are pretty good, and Again, it is the same artist that did the uh, this art for uh, Mega Man Zero, and it's uh, mm-hmm. Yoshitaka Hatekayama. Yeah, I miss his name. And I'm sorry if I butchered the, pro- the pronunciation, but his artwork, when it comes to mechanical things, is usually pretty. Is pre- usually pretty amazing. And even his human designs, like I want to say that human design wise, I think Viper's probably the coolest one. Oh. Hmm. I get down with that. Um. Adrian, what is your favorite character design? 
Well, you got me there because I'm finding pretty hard to really pick one. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe come back to me on that once everyone else goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate to tell you. We all went! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, I guess I'm probably the only one that um isn't a huge fan of Gunvolt's design himself. Blasphemy. I think the only thing I don't like is that he's 14. It's like... What, really? Yeah, he's 14. I think so. Yeah, he's 14 and and Joel is 13. Which makes the fact that Lumen always tries to get Gumball to take off his shirt rather creepy. Yeah, but anyways, I think... um, (laughs) I don't know even where I wanted to go with that. That Gumball looks either... It looks way too young for being 14, but... Way too old? Way too young. He no, looks, he looks like he's what, what? What age would you say he looks like? I would say seventeen. That looks seventeen to you. He's hmm, so short. At least, like he doesn't look like the most manly of seventeen-year-olds, but he. But for the uh, usual artwork that Yoshitaka usually does, I would say seventeen. I mean, I thought at least sixteen, fifteen. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, most video games surprisingly have under eighteen. Heroes, or at least, yeah. yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm I'm kind of going. It, it it sounded like I was kind of going irrelevant, but um, the reason why I brought that up was I'm not actually. I can't really say anything vi- about their visual designs. They all look great to me. I was just saying in terms of like character design, like you know their backgrounds and all that. Mm. The fact that he's a 14 year old mercenary, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Fourteen-year-olds already in on his own, not even going to school. I thought that was just a little like when I learned. Yeah, when I learned he was fourteen, it's like okay, now you you kind of pushed it there for me. Well, did you also realize that Shinji in Evangelion is like what fourteen as well? Well, there's a problem I've never seen Evangelion. Ah, okay, yeah, because Shinji was fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's 14 in the actual show, and I think they made him, like, 15 in the review of movies, but don't quote me on that. However, though, I will say with Shinji, it kind of makes sense. He's 14, and look at his character design, or, like, his character, like, how he is. It would make like a lot attitude. of sense. Yeah, like, he's very, like, I don't want to do this, and he's very, like, indecisive. I can understand 14. Um, but Gunvolt too- comes off as too mature as compared with to Gunvolt, Shinji. not so much. Yeah. Yeah, he comes, I mean... Kind of look at where you came from. Asimov took him from Sumeragi and said, alright, I'm gonna raise you. I've seen similar with, um, Metal Gear Solid with Raiden or Jack. He was, he was putting people yeah. down since he was like five probably. Did no one else down. find it jarring the way Gunvolt looks? And then when you hear his actual voice? Sounds old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I found that bit. But actually I just put that at the stereotype that, um, Sorry to interrupt, but I, I just put that to the thing that uh, anime protagonists must have manly, heroic voice. That's, so I just said, uh, hmm. eh, whatever. Yeah, it kind of went, it, it went under the bridge for me. Like, I didn't really, I mean, I noticed it, but I was like, uh, yeah, I've watched yeah, enough anime to know. What do you guys think just... of Lumenstein? Who? What? Lumen? What do you guys think of Lumen? Lumen. Oh. She was just yeah. very, like, I'll... I'll take care of your stuff, Gunvol. She was very sweet. So I was just like, I like her. 
I like both Zoomin and Joel, but I think we, I would have liked to have a bit more interactions with them. Like, I think I, this might go into what we're going to talk next, but uh, I wish that we could have known more about them than just a few talk to Joel interactions that we get. Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. You, you know who I really wish we got more about? And I'm probably forgetting his name. And it's probably, it's Zeno. Well, is it Zeno? Or? Uh, Zeno. Zeno. Yeah, his partner. I kind of liked yeah. him because he was just like, hey, I'm just, he's always messing around and you really don't hear from him ever again. Oh, yeah. Except for like during like those little, uh, little moments in between the, uh, story. And that was it. You. Yeah, the, the Quill group was really underdeveloped, but I can put that mm-hmm. to, to the fact that a lot of, Story content was removed in the English version. It was, yeah. It was. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you look at if you look at screenshots and uh, let's plays of the Japanese version, you'll see like certain moments while you're playing, like either a boss character or Zeno or Monica will just inter- will while you're fighting, you'll keep on fighting and they'll go Gunvolt something 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 and Gunvolt will reply. <laughs> but in the in the English version, Wait. the only time that you talk to them, it, what? This would mm-hmm. interrupt boss fights? No, it wouldn't. You would keep playing oh, without oh. getting interrupted. They would just talk while you're fighting. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I remember a lot of people were upset about that because uh, they, cause I followed them on Twitter, the actual Gunvolt account, and when they brought that up, I remember a lot of people were upset. And it makes sense because you are missing out probably on maybe some crucial story elements or maybe not even. But That's me, character development. Yeah, and but I mean, again, that's like a double-edged sword because I mean, the dialogue pops up. Is it gonna get in my way of actually fighting? I don't want like a, I don't want like the dialogue to pop up and I don't see where the person's coming from, or whatever, or it distracts well, me. Well, I from... played Kitikus of Rising. Oh yeah, Kitikus was good about it. Yeah, yeah. it had. They... It, you could either have it at the top or at the bottom, and from what I see in screenshots, it doesn't seem like it gets in the way because it would have the character portrait. At the floor and the text on the floor, so you would still be able to see what you're doing and what your enemy is doing. Oh, but also, okay. if you wanted to pay attention to it, the portrait of Monica biting her pencil while talking is at the bottom. Mm, okay, because well, I forgot what their excuse—not excuse. I mean, I know they said something about like you know, some people wouldn't like it, so they took out story elements. I mean, again, like I said, people wouldn't like it. Yeah, something like that. I remember, like, they said, you know, people, or it wouldn't fit right, so we took it out, and because it was such a rush thing, you couldn't put it back. Because I remember a lot of people were upset about it, so I was like... Yeah, they also, they also canceled this project that apparently they had to do an English dub. Yeah. Whoa. That is disappointing. I'm sorry, but I'm not some people, okay? <laughs> it would bug me if they had those story elements in, except that they were really smart and let you skip everything by pressing start. Hmm. I think that was in. I would assume that was in the normal version too. Yeah. Here is actually a screenshot of how it would have looked um, if we had had it. Here's a, it's just a screenshot of the Japanese version and how the text would have been in gameplay. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, I don't think it would have. The only time I could see something like that bothering me is if I'm in the middle of a boss fight and you need to actually pay attention to the patterns of the boss fight and they pop up and say, "Hey, Gunvolt." And I look down and I got hit. But then again, when you have like provision or pervasion and stuff like that where it doesn't really bother you, uh, you know, it's, I would have preferred them to keep the dialogue in, but again, I'm not as offended as most who didn't or who were offended by it. 
Well, even then, if you wanted, you could just turn it off. Like, they could have added a mode that said, okay, you don't want to have Monica or the boss talking to you in the boss fight. You can turn it off. They should have had that option, maybe. Mm-hmm, maybe. Uh, I don't know why they didn't. I mean, maybe it was too rushed at the time. We're not, even though, I mean, they had plenty of, plenty of time to do this. I remember when they first announced Gunball, and I was like, wait, what's this? This looks like something like Mega Man-ish. And I found out it's NT Creates. And I'm like, they're the ones who did Mega Man Zero. Yeah, and Mega Man Zero is one of the most story-driven Mega Man games, not counting Legends. Oh, Legends. Except Zero, yeah, the, I guess uh, the crucial thing they learned from Zero was to let you skip it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Zero let you skip dialogue? I think, yeah, it did. It did? Yeah, it did. Oh. Did we want to discuss the art direction, or did that get covered by the character designs? Um, I'm going to actually bring up that I'm not sure how I feel about the fact that, again, I might prefer Gunvolt designing the U.S., but I still not, don't know how I feel about the fact that he that they were planning on censoring some of the designs. Like, apparently Gunvolt was not supposed to have his braid and was supposed to not have his belly covered. And also, um, apparently Zonda was not supposed to have his giant dick in the English version. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it goes either way. I liked the overall art style of the, everything. Everything looks fine. I mean... Just because Gunvolt's belly is covered now, I'm okay with that. I mean, braids, that's cool, too. I mean, just, it's good. The game itself is overall, everything is just good about it. I will agree to that. Personally, for me, as far as Gunvolt's design, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm used to the Mega Man Zero where Zero's belly was obviously covered, but I don't know. I thought, uh, he probably looks better if his belly was covered. Just uh, I've seen the Japanese version of Gundolt, and I thought, yeah, he probably looks better with his belly covered, but that's just me. Hmm. I'm going to agree with you, but I still find it weird that they thought about censoring that. While I'll, because apparently when they were doing the English testing, apparently a lot of players were complaining about how it was somehow distracting that Gunvolt's uh, belly was showing. I... I it's hard to focus on the gameplay. I just keep looking at his <laughs> midsection. <laughs> I mean, look at those abs. How can I not focus on that when I'm playing a game? Oh He's 16 bits. How are you supposed to even look at his abs? We just see pink. I don't even understand how that works. To be honest. <laughs> so, uh, along those lines, Runner, how do you feel about the story content that was removed for international release? Uh, as Adrian and Marcus mentioned, they... They probably don't care that much, but I was probably, but I was honestly kind of pissed about it. Again, I didn't say I, I didn't care. Was... I said I was completely unaware. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. But um, Mega Man Zero was my, is my favorite Mega Man series. Like I put it up there like, like with my favorite games of all time. And it was such a story-driven series that I thought, okay, it's integrates. Story is gonna be a good focus on this. Plus gameplay, this is gonna be great. And then I felt like I was missing so much, like. If we had had more interactions, like, I know that there were more interactions with Asimov than the ones that we got. And that would have probably helped make the ending, spoiler alert, Asimov is evil, that make more sense. Because when I was playing the game, I was just like, wait, why are you shooting me? What? What? Where did you come from? Since when do you have a voice? So, it was honestly, it honestly let me very underwhelmed and let me thinking that, Again, as I mentioned before, Monica, Seno, and even the boss fights were really underdeveloped. That's why I love Elise's stage. She's my favorite character and my favorite stage, if only because it's the most story-driven one. 
Mm. Yeah, because she's the only one that you actually get like a actual cutscene with her, and you got yeah. you got to um, escort her around. Yeah, I would say so. And that picture of her going insane Higurashi mode, that was that, that actually got me like in like in the moment, like I started breathing heavy because I was like, oh, shit, something's gonna go down. Yeah, that was <laughs> creepy. Add to um, the fact that three personalities. Oh yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I'm very curious. Um, is there any information about the the specific story content that was removed, or we just from what I've heard is only like a st- apparently it's like interactions with characters in the middle of stages and some lines from bosses that went more into their characters. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like, like probably like like during the boss, like Gumbo would probably like insult Viper, like. You're trying to fight for you, but then you're giving it to them, and he will probably retort with some reasoning for it. Oh. Hmm. Actually, what do you guys think of the localization, like, what the gag, or horse jit, or... Um... <laughs> something. It, it made you know me what? cringe a little. <laughs> I think we've all seen that. You laugh. <laughs> I mean, somebody told me... And I, they said it was something where that's actually supposed to look like that. Cause I was looking, I'm like, what does, like, what the gag? I'm like, is he supposed to be saying, like, what the heck, maybe? So I, I, mean, like, I what the fuck? You have to, it's or, what the fuck. Or something yeah. like that. But I think it was, I, somebody told me it was supposed to be purpose, but I'm not sure. I mean, translation wise, I mean, that's okay. Cause. I mean, that's, that's just what, uh, they do in science fiction. It's supposed to, like, get you into the, take you into the universe and make you think that this is a, you know... Like, this is a word they use often. Yes. Often. Yeah, because yeah. I actually... Because I was personally... When I was when I first uh, read Horse Jit and stuff like that, I was thinking, okay, so you're going to censor Horse Shit and, and fuck, but you're not going to censor... And some of us talk about how he has a plug for every socket and a socket for every plug. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just a dangly piece of meat in front of him, and he's a carnivore. Oh, no, sorry, Z. He's a carnivore. Oh man! Uh, like again, if it was translation, that's fine. I mean, I, I can think of one game where the translation was absolutely horrible. But I'm not going to go into that one right now. But uh, I just hope you know, Gak and Horse Jit was just something that. They tried, like Greg said, tried to pull you into the world of Gunvolt. Alright. Uh, yeah, Alavar, did you have any thoughts on uh, the content that was removed from international release? Mm, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Adrian, did you predict the bad ending with Asimov? Yes, and I can't explain why. Oh. Damn, this is really interesting. Hmm. In Mega Man Zero Two, they did a very similar thing with the general, in that you had a commanding officer. But uh, one, they didn't look nice, and they would end up being the final boss in the game. Also, when you're on the elevator, they mentioned, "Hey, Asimov's going there, and he's going to catch up with you." And it's like, "Gee, the guy who is already, you know, very suspicious of being a bad guy, is coming over to the place where I'm supposed to doing a rescue mission instead of just leaving me out on." Letting him do it, him and Zeno. So I, I figure that you know it's going to be a betrayal, just like in Mega Man Zero Two, where they did the same thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's get... hmm. that's how I anticipated it. All right, hmm. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Oh. If, that, if, I'm, if I'm allowed, um, um, I don't know if there's anything to disagree. It was just 
But it's it's just the reasoning behind my guess. No, no, no. I, I'm so, sorry. I probably used the wrong words there. <laughs> but the counter logic that I have to that is that um, I personally was able to predict it simply because of the fact that your example was El Paiso in Mega Man Zero Two. Well, Paiso, we got a lot of interactions with Asimov. We didn't get, if any at all, just him being a dick in uh, level one. Yep. <laughs> What was he said? This isn't a democracy, and he's basically like, get out. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't think that was enough to say, hey, I am now the true evil man that shall kill you and your girlfriend. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, at least for me, I can say it was, it was a 50-50. I figured Gunball was going to run into some problems, about to die, and Asma was like, I'll help you, Gunball, or... That he was going to come in and say, hey, you know what? Now that Sumeragi's out the way, I'm going to take over. And sure enough, that's what happened. Yeah, apparently Nova was somewhat right. So, Al- Alavar, did you see the bad ending coming? I'll just say this, especially with the limited amount of story we've been given throughout the whole entire game, no. And that's, like, the only reason why I'm going to say I did not see it. And it's kind of disappointing not because I did not predict it at all, unlike everyone else, but it's just, I feel a bit, I want to say I feel empty, because it's like, I did not expect this, but at the same time, it's like, there's no reason, it's like, there's no reason at all as to why uh, this was going to happen, and yeah, Nova said, like, what have you done? This was going to be for, um, you know, all of thing to save or whatever, but it's like, I did not expect this at all. Why would he even do this in the first place? It's, and it's what, it's what ticks me off. It's like, man, there was not enough story. There was not enough information about this to either clue in on it or to make us um, players uh, slash readers or who are who are paying attention to the story to really, I don't know, actually tune in along with the main character to uh, I don't know, th- actually think otherwise or maybe it's just me. I don't know, but I wasn't so- able to predict it. It sounds like it was just kind of random, and uh, the fact that you don't know Asimov that well yeah, pretty uh, much. means that when he betrays you, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Exactly. It's, he's, he's there as, the, um, uh, as your, I don't know, your support, and he's, he, he says that, I don't know, it, it's weird. It's like, do you have any reason? And even though that seems a bit of a downer, it does give the possibility of a uh, sequel, if not another game, if there's enough uh, support for um, that sequel, but, you know. Actually, what do you guys think of the actual ending? Like, uh, after you beat Asimov and after you collect all the seven jewels, all the seven Chaos Emeralds? (laughs) (laughs) I actually made a reference to that. I liked it, because it kind of sets up for a sequel, if possible, because now Gunval is going on his own. He has Lumen with him. Yeah, he does have her with him, and you also have uh, Zeno and Monica that just don't know what's going on, so are they going to continue? Is Zeno going to come out as a villain, perhaps, and take over Asimov was, because he doesn't know what's going or if on? Monica, or Monica's going to come for revenge in, in Asimov's name? Something like that, or just even... You know, like, they build their own... Like I said, they build... They start from where they left off. 
and they go from there. I mean, there's there's plenty of potential for a sequel, and they wouldn't have said otherwise. Like, hey, we can make a sequel if enough people want it, if they didn't think that's the case. So story-wise, at the end, I really liked it. We just got to see what happens. Yeah. I Okay, I really liked the ending, just to put it in my two cents. I really liked it, and I really enjoyed the whole um, Lumen is now within Gumball kind of thing. And that final line there, I'll always be a breath away. That was beautiful. The one thing I'm, going, I'm wondering is if they make a sequel, what excuse are they going to use for you not to be broken by using Anthem mode? <laughs> what will probably happen is, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. It'll probably be like, you know, you can use it once, and that's it. After you, like, if you die once, or like, you know, you lose all your HP, and you use it, eventually it goes away. Not like it stays with you for the entire level, eventually it goes away after a minute or two. Then you can't use it again. That's the only way, because if you could just keep using Anthem, that game would be easier than anything, because you're practically invincible. Yeah, which is why I'm thinking they'll either do that, or come up with an, a plot excuse, like, Gunvolt is no longer compatible with Anthem, or something like that. Mm. You need to collect 50 rings and then jump. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So you need to have a 100% EP and press the button 11 on your phone. <laughs> There's no 11 button, you fucking bitch! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say so, yeah. Alivar, what did you think of the ending? I'm still shaken by it. I'm like, I want that sequel so bad. <laughs> but that's just me, because, you know... We must protest. <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's so many questions that probably everyone is asked. That's probably the number one thing in everyone's mind. As soon as they get that ending, it's like, are there going to be any more about this and stuff like that? Is there going to be a sequel? That's just it. that's just the only thing on my mind as far as, like, the ending comes. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> uh, Adrian, did you have any thoughts? Yeah. They made the ending very open because... Naturally, you're going to be left with questions like, well, what is he going to do next? Especially since he has his current issue with Quill, where both Zeno and Monica basically just see him uh, catch him red-handed killing Asimov. Mm. And, you know, the whole issue with Adepts, since after all, Sumeragi's whole purpose was to keep the Adepts under control, even through really uh, ab- not good means. So naturally, that's that you you've already got your framework for a sequel there. So the story's open for a sequel. You have all it's it's pretty much set. Uh, the specifics though, those are left to be uh, the writers of the game. Okay. Maybe it could be interesting if in the next game, if they make another game, Sino would be the new Copen. Mm-hmm. That's um. what I'm thinking. Yeah, Copen's not actually dead, or it was never said he was dead. Asimov just passed by him and took his gun. He's just sleeping. Oh. <laughs> That's true, was, and of course, Copen, just him. Copen's personality makes it so that, you know, he's not going to stop. And naturally, mm-hmm. uh, Gunvolt's head's going to be on the top of his hit list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's not dead. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, all those other guys are dead, though, and... I guess since that this was the last question before we go on to uh, closing, uh, I'm gonna say I kind of doesn't anyone else kind of find it bothersome that uh, Gunvolt kills people? Kills people? No, no he's only fourteen. 
<laughs> but I mean, like, killing people that aren't even, like, blatantly evil, like Elise. Like, it, it even shows the backstory that she's pretty much uh, at the mercy of Sugi- Sumeragi against her will, and he ch- kills her anyways. Like, what's up with that? Uh, I'm, I'm, hmm. I can put that to the fact that um, hmm. he's seen some shit, so he he's at that point where he <laughs> he doesn't care who's at fault as long as Sumeragi pays for it. You know, I almost don't know about that, because, I mean... Because Lumen, she was, well, she was under Sumeragi's influence. He didn't put a bullet in her head. He was like, you know what, actually, I'm going to try to save her. Yeah, what? The difference there is that Elise posed a threat, while Lumen could pose a help. I don't, well, I don't no, know why that because, I mean, Lumen gets kidnapped, and, a, and uh, I don't remember the guy's name, the head of Sumeragi... Um, Nova? Yeah, there we go. I don't know why I keep forgetting his name like that. He was just like, alright, so I'm just gonna use her against you. A bigger threat. Whereas, at least, she couldn't help her because not only was she getting used, she didn't remember, she also had a split person, no, she also had two different personalities in her. One that was completely black, bad shit crazy to begin with. So it was kinda Thanks like... Election. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kinda, yeah, I, I agree with him. Like, you know, it's, he kills people, or he kills, like, the adults, because either, one, they're in his way, he needs to keep going, or two, I, I guess he didn't see a way for Elise to be saved, since she had two, you know, personalities that just were not going to agree with him whatsoever. I, I don't even... Because, I mean, the same thing can be said about Mega Man and stuff like that, and uh, Zero. They killed other, um, you know, Reploids and stuff, or Mavericks, that were just doing what they believed was right. Zero killed... Uh, was it the general in Mega Man X4 or something? He dish- or yeah, did something. He, 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 yeah, he, he killed, he killed Coronel. Yep, because he was trying to do something even though, you know, what Coronel was trying to do was actually, in his own, uh, point of view, a good thing. The I difference think, uh, there is they posed that as more tragic. Like, there, they were true. always, there was always tension with them fighting against their own allies, especially Iris. Mm, but, okay. With Gunvolt, he has, like, no remorse. Like, it's not even a question in his head. I definitely chalked like, that up. Like, X hates violence. Yeah. Like, and they do that in every game. And the ending, like, will the fighting ever stop? Gunvolt's just uh, a callous git. I, I do, I will chalk this up shit. to... <laughs> um, I will chalk this up to maybe story elements being taken out. Maybe... He'll sit there and say, you know, oh, well, I can't. There's no other choice for me or, you know, stuff like that. I'll I'll chalk up to that and the fact that with all the Mega Man games, they had the funding to, like, you know, do things like this. With Gunvolt, to me, it felt like a side project just to be like, hey, let's see what happens. And maybe they weren't expecting as big of a, uh, a popularity boost with it. So maybe with the sequel, who knows, we might see something more along the lines of Mega Man Zero where... You learn more about Gunvolt, you learn more about his enemies, you learn more about just the people who are in it. Who knows, maybe then we'll have a story we can actually be fully, you know, appreciative of. But I will agree with you. Another thing that I, that I can, that I'm just thinking at the top of my head right now, it's not even a theory, it's just something I'm thinking in my head, is that story-wise, who pulled the trigger first, who attacked first, Elise or Gunvolt? Because 
Asimov maybe trained Gunvolt to kill, and and again, he's just guessing. So maybe he saw Elise as a threat if she attacks first, or it could be that he's just a giant asshole and just decided to kill an innocent girl. <laughs> I don't know because again, there's Lumen who he just is, uh, Jewel who's just like, oh, so wait, she's used to you know brainwash Adams, but I'm gonna try to save her though. Wait, I got it. I got the answer. He's racist against girls with white hair. <laughs> I don't. There just wasn't enough story involved here at this point, to be honest. So, I mean, or like I said, they didn't put enough story into it because they figured, hey, it's a side project. Our main goal is Mighty Number no. Nine, so Gunvolt, we may not need to worry about putting as much story. And maybe with all the uh, the feedback, who knows, and the criticism, they may listen in and say, you know what? Because now we're gonna get money from all these places, and who knows, people want it. We'll get a better story in the sequel. That's all I can hope for, to be honest. Honestly, I was more excited for Azure Striker than I was for my number nine, personally. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, again, Mega Man Zero is my favorite Mega Man franchise, so to see something more in the style of Zero, more than classic, it made more enjoyment for me. Besides, I prefer the art style for, for Gunvolt than for Nine. Mm-hmm. Alright, yeah, because um, having played Mighty Number no. 9's beta when it came out, it is more, you know, classic Mega Man feeling. Obviously, it's a little more modern, they kind of amped it up a bit, but it does have more of a, hey, this is Mega Man... And Gunvolt is Mega Man Zero. So I yeah. do see that. So Marcus, is that to say you are excited for Mighty Number no. 9? Oh, I am. Yes, I am. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm going to more than likely get on my Vita. Hopefully, I'll be able to do a review on it because I really want to play this game and get the word out on it, even though that's going to not be a problem. But yeah, I've been keeping an eye on, uh, I've been keeping an eye out on Mighty Number no. 9 since you know, the Kickstarter days and, like, you know, the very beginning. So I'm very excited for Mighty Number no. 9. All right. Elevar, are you excited for Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah, I've I've been more than excited, actually. I've been keeping uh, tabs on... Well, I wouldn't say tabs on it. <laughs> it sounds as if I, I'm in the inside project. No, no. Um, no, I'm really, really excited for it. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm ready to go and buy it as soon as it comes out. Mm. But, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm gonna try and surprise myself. I'm, I'm trying gonna keep, keep away, but so much information about it. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure there was some kind of poll or something about, uh, uh, Roll's Weapon or something like that. No, not Roll's Weapon. <laughs> Call's Weapon. <laughs> Sorry. It's she in for Roll. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was what like, was her name? Call or something like that? Yeah, it's Call. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Call. Yeah. She just looks like Roll and I'm like, oh god. Beck and Call. Is there a pun there? <laughs> yep. Beck and Call. I did not see that. Oh my god, that is genius. But yeah, I'm Wait, excited. Is there a pun that I'm not seeing there? <laughs> is there? Wait, I can't tell if you're serious or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just noticed it. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, so there is a pun. Explain this pun to me. <laughs> so it might be uh, like idiomatic, and that's why you. Um, let's see. Beck and call, uh, <clears throat> phrases.org. Yeah, phrases.org.uk says, 
To be at someone's beck and call is to be entirely subservient to them, to be responsive to their slightest request. So a call or a beck being ways of summoning people. That is amazing. Okay, <laughs> then. Inafune strikes again. Very well, interesting. I did not even see this until now. What is this? This is life. Adrian, uh, are you excited for Mighty Number no. 9? If, I'm not going to say no, but um, <laughs> I'm not super, super excited for it either. Because, I mean, after Mega Man 9 and 10 and learning about this, it's like, all right, another Mega Man. I'm up for it. But I'm not super hyped for it anything because, I mean, it is... It, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but... um. Yeah. You're looking into it, but you're not super excited. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I know that I already know this game's gonna be gonna be good. There's there's no element of mystique to interest you. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's a game in the style of Mega Man. I know what that is, and mm-hmm. if it is going to go to the Mega Man that Mega Man quality, then it's gonna be good. There you go. Same way. uh I felt about the new Super Mario Brothers games. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, where it's pretty, even though they're really high quality, it's it's almost a standard of like, yep, that that game is gonna be gonna be predictably good. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, I mean, even Smash Bros. Or the most exciting part about Smash is like the new characters. Not is it gonna be good or how great is it gonna be? It's like we already know. I uh, for that reason, I think. Azure Striker Gunvolt is the more interesting project because uh, they strayed a little from the standard Mega Man platform shooting action. The flash field gives the game a distinct enough identity that uh, it was something new to chomp on. Yeah. I guess that's the reason why the... Jesus. Well, with that, that weird paint gun game that Nintendo showed off at E3. Splatoon. Splatoon? Yes. Splatoon, yeah. That one is definitely, it has the novelty factor into it that uh, definitely got me really hyped when I first saw it. Whereas there's not that much novelty with Beck because it's like, I, it's Mega Man. That, that's a franchise that's been around almost 20 years now. I know what it's going to be, but again, I still look forward to it. The only difference between Beck and classic Mega Man is the fact that you have to dash to kill enemies. That's the only difference. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know what I think it is? It's especially for the Mega Man fans or just anything. They're just they just want something Mega Man again. Not saying, they already oh. have like friggin' twenty plus games. But that's my point. You know they have a lot, but there's nothing new. Like I mean, if you look, Cutaway, Gunvolt, and Mighty Number no. Nine. What is the most recent Mega Man game you could think of that's come out? Tekken vs. Street Fighter, of course. Well, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Street Fighter well, Mega Man 10 no, came out. Mega Man back. crossover. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah, okay, well, alright, because there's 10, but 10 came out. 2010. Yeah. So it's been four years since uh-huh. anything Mega Man, except for maybe that Street Fighter one. Which I kind of don't, that was a fan, so really. That thing I, it doesn't count. It's a fan game that then okay. got funded by Capcom. Yep, yep, yep. fair enough. Yeah, so, but... So Mega Man's pretty much been lying uh, in a coffin. Yeah, because... Yeah, because they eat a dead horse until it ended up there. That's <laughs> not true, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> because Mega... Like, 
No, I don't know what ha- I don't even know what happened with Capcom to make them say we're going to stop making Mega Man games. Was it because Kenji Inafumi left? But I feel like it happened even before then. It was more that I, needed to focus on things that made them money. However, I think, but, I, th- I think I can guess what it is. Hmm? I think it was it is technically the thing of being beaten to death, but also that the fact that after the classic series. Zero, even though it's an amazing series, didn't sell as well as the X-Series. X-Series, after 6, started declining in sales, and 8 was probably one of the worst sales. ZX was not that much recognized, so they thought maybe people don't care anymore. But now that they're low on budget, like Capcom is running out of money, they're like, okay, what can we do, what can we do, what can we do, what can we do? Yeah, they but, need things that make money. See, but now it's too late, because... I feel like Mega Man would have been a decent source of income because you got a lot of Mega Man fans out there. They are there because when Mega Man Legends and Mega Man Universe were canceled, there was a big uproar at that because everybody was like, well, how are you going to cancel this? Like, you, you know, Mega Man well, what happened? It was a big uproar. And that Metroid Prime style Mega Man they had. Ah. Uh, hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we got to end this soon. Oh, uh, yeah, we did get off track. So, oh, good. so yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, Alabar, any final words? Um, anything man. you want to advertise that you do? Advertise? Other than drawing and stuff, not really. But yeah, um, looking forward to that sequel. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, Runner, any final words or advertising? Well, I think you can already guess my thoughts on this game just through this just through this podcast alone. I love this game and. Like Alzar, I can't wait for the sequel. I mean, you guys want to see more of my content. I have my own channel on YouTube, uh, Runner Guitar in YouTube. I also do commentaries with uh, two friends of mine in Lacking Logic Commentaries. And if you feel so inclined, follow me there on Tumblr and DeviantArt. Do as you please. And the Runner Guitar signing out. <laughs> All right. Adrian, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Not going to come back from Mighty Gunvolt? After I beat it. <laughs> First, right, I need on. to beat it. Adrian, any final words? Uh, yeah, this was fun. So hope we do the another podcast on Gunvolt. I know we're going to do another one next week on level analysis. And, yeah, hope we do one on Mighty Gunvolt, too, because I'm a little bit interested in how they decided to take Gunvolt and apply that to Mega Man Classic. Hmm. Okay. Right. And Marcus, any final words? Uh, I'm excited for the sequel. If you want the sequel, or you know, if you want to help contribute to it, again, like I said, they they want to see that fans and people want it. So if you actively say, can we get them uh, another Gunvolt sequel, it could greatly improve the probability of us getting it. Other than that, I really like the game. Uh, I definitely recommend it. If you have a 3DS, it's probably one of the best games on there. Yes. Uh, definitely. Yeah, it's yep. really good. Other than that, uh, I do my own writing and stuff for an online publication called Geeking Out. The E's are actually threes, so you can always <laughs> check me out there. If you you are the check man who games? I am. On, on Twitter, I am the man who games with a zero at the end because the uh, account name was already taken, so oh. I'm sad about that. But yeah, other than that, you know, uh, it's definitely good. It's great. So yeah, definitely check it out. Autobots, roll out. Roll out.
All music in this podcast was taken from Azure Striker Gun Vault. I'll leave you with this final thought. Azure Striker Gun Vault ties everything interesting about its gameplay into one mechanic, the flash field. Certainly, this is not the only way to design a game, but it is a compelling one. In Mario games, for instance, the jump is interesting because you can squash enemies with it, and you can open boxes with it. And as a result, the whole game centers around that one mechanic. What's a game that you enjoy that focuses on one mechanic? What's a game you enjoy that relies on multiple interesting mechanics working together, where no one mechanic comes to the fore? If you have any comments or questions, please email vgcommune at gmail.com. Hmm. What's your right. average grade for you guys? Mm, a. a. I get this. Yeah. And usually A, and the only stage that I have a C in is the buff rush. Ah, that one. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, at the very end, kind of, yep. Mm-hmm. You know what, I'm just glad I can beat that stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Babel. I remember I was playing in my, in my friend's room, and they were playing Blaze Blue, and I was just screaming, God! Damn it, Viper! God damn it, Viper! What? What? Like, one thing I actually had to tell me, Luis, your reactions are hilarious, but please shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I guess just to ask a question before we move on to the next one, which boss did you guys find the hardest? I'm just curious. Hmm. Are we counting final bosses or only regular bosses? Just the regular ones. (sighs) Yep, at least. I really? Th- really? I thought you yeah, were crazy. Because I, it took for some reason I didn't really put two and two together. It's like you know, you kill one of them, and then the other one comes back, like it resurrects them. Like why does this keep happening? So I was playing it for a while. Like how many? I'm just like how many times is it gonna happen? Resurrection. Maybe if I kill the other one. Oh wait, she can do it too. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm just like, all right, maybe it's like a, a time thing. Maybe eventually they'll, they'll tire out. And say, how are you doing this? And nope. Uh, No. By the time, like, probably the third resurrection, I immediately went, shit, I need to kill them both. Ah, It was horrible. It even actually, Actually, I got it from the very beginning because I saw the trailer and she said, resurrection! I thought, okay, so she's going to have a second one. I'm going to have to kill them both. But because I like the artwork so much and because I love the voices so much, I did the wrong thing on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I went, I want to see that artwork. So I killed the, so I killed the shy one first, and I saw the, the seductive evil one going resurrection. I kill her then, and then I see the shy one going resurrection. He's adorable. Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what about you, Runner? What was you? What did you find to be the hardest of the six? I'm gonna have to say either cope. Okay, of the main six, Viper. Yeah. I'm gonna have to say Viper and his Toho section. As cool as it looks, and as Great of a reference as it is to the Toho franchise, that 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 stage is gonna probably be the bane of my existence when I'm trying to go for the S rank. Hmm. S rank. Do Jack block the wrong at that gun vault? <laughs> and you, uh, I forgot your name. <laughs> Alabar. Alavar, there we go. I was about to say Asimov, and then it's like. <laughs> 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 
come from. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think she wants to take over the world yet, my friend. Alavar. <laughs> I want picture has glass. You know? Maybe that connection there. <laughs> so of the know? six, which one did you uh, find the artist? Uh, for me, it was uh, how do you say his name? Carrera. Carrera. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which means crazy. race in Spanish. Oh, I don't know. Like that. racing. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, that was interesting. So now, yeah, we can move on to the next question. Actually, a small bit of trivia: everybody in this game, every villain in this game, is named after a car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Daytona. Yeah, Daytona. Viper is also a car. Um, Stratos is an actual car. Elise is an actual car. Carrera is an actual a uh, sports car. Nova surprisingly is as well. Yeah. I did not know that. You know, at nice. all. Nice try, but it is still not as good as Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Anyway, I actually didn't know that about the cars. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't. 